there. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad you're here. This is Pastor Terry. If you're new, welcome on in. If you've been around a while, well, welcome on back. We're in 1 Kings, and we're studying 1 Kings for these reasons. Now, remember, if we can't answer the question why, then, you know, we've not done our homework. So here's some things for you. Do you believe that people can fall away from God? Yes or no? Do you believe that nations can fall away from the principles of Scripture? Yes or no? Do you believe that lives, lives that maybe once tracked with the Lord and were serious about their faith, do you believe those people can fall away from the Lord? Now, if you believe that's true, maybe you've seen, you've probably seen it, right? You've probably seen it around you. So if you've seen it or, uh, you know, maybe you've experienced it, then this book is for you because First and Second Kings tells us a story of how the nation of Israel fell away from the Lord at the end of David's life. Now, remember, man, David had accomplished so much, right? He had, he had drove out enemies. He had established the borders. He was the warrior king. He had done amazing things, but there's a transition coming. Now, here's a principle. When change happens, change happens. <laughs> I mean, it could be good change or it could be bad change, but when there's change, there's change. So let's get into it. We're in 1 Kings chapter 1, starting verse 11. And so here's what's going on. David is old. He's getting ready to die. And he's passing off the kingdom to his heir, to his follower. But something's happened. Adonijah, one of his sons, has risen up, got the army together, got some folks together, and is trying to steal the kingdom from David for himself. So let's pick it up. So then Nathan said to Bathsheba, that's the mother of Solomon, have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, has become king? And David, our Lord, doesn't even know it. Now catch this. So here's David, still the king, um, still enthroned, but there's been an insurrection. And David doesn't even know that there's been an insurrection. So let's look right now at why this might be. See, here's another principle. If it, there comes a point when leaders can stay too long. Now, this happens in every industry. It happens in every church. It happens in every area of life, right? There comes a point where leaders stay too long. How do we know if they've stayed too long? First, they're disconnected from the reality around them. You know that a leader's been there too long when there can be an insurrection or a lot of uh, disgruntled people or a lot of traitors, uh, you know, traitorous activities happen within a business, within a church, whatever. When that's going on and the leader doesn't even see it. Now, this is exactly what's happening to David. He's so disconnected. Second, they're blind to surreptitious ways. They don't see the daily details that would indicate people are not being loyal to them. When a leader gets in that situation, they've been there too long. Then, then finally, they have no forward thinking any longer. They're not proactive in implementing the next steps for the business organization or church. Now, when that begins to happen, here's a principle right here from 1 Kings. The leader's been there too long. So David, there's this insurrection going. Adonijah has declared himself king. That's a big deal. And he doesn't even know it. So let's look what happens. Now, therefore, let me give you some advice. Talking, this is, this is Nathan talking to Bathsheba, right? Because Solomon supposed to be the king. He was anointed to be king, supposed to be the king, but that's not what's going on. So let me give you some advice so that you may um, save your own life and the life of your son Solomon. Go into the king at once and say to him, did you not, my lord, the king, swear to the, your servant, saying, Solomon, your son, shall, be, shall reign after me. He shall sit on my throne. Why then is Adonijah king? Then, while you are speaking, 
with the king, I will come in and confirm your words. So Nathan says, look, here's what you do. You go in, tell David what's going on, and remind him of the secession plan. Remind him of the plan that's put in place. Again, another indication that David was old and was out of step. Now, I'm not saying David was there too long. Only David and the Lord knows that. But what I am saying is, as we look around today in our churches and our business and our organizations, if someone is there so long that the secession plan isn't being activated, that they're not connected with what's going on, that they don't know what's happening around them, then they've probably been there a little bit too long. So let's talk and see what happens. So he goes on, he says this. It says, so Bathsheba went into the king in his chamber. Now the king was very old. And Abishag the Shumite, we talked about her last time. She was a young lady, very beautiful, brought in to take care of the king to, to basically, you know, bathe him, clothe him, keep him warm, this kind of stuff, right? And the Shumite was attending the king. Bathsheba bowed and paid homage to the king and said to the king, who, 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 what do you desire? She said to him, my Lord, you swore to your servant by the Lord, your God, saying, Solomon, your son shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne. And now behold, Adonijah is king, although you, my lord, the king, do not know it. He has sacrificed oxen, fatted cattle and sheep in abundance, and has invited all the sons of the king. David had wives, concubines, and a lot of sons. But Solomon, your servant, he has not invited. And now, my lord, the king, um, now, my lord, the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you to tell them who shall sit on the throne of my lord and be king after him. Otherwise, it will come to pass when my Lord King sleeps with his fathers that I and my son Solomon will be counted as offenders. So here's the next question you got to ask yourself. Who can be trusted? Every leader has to have people around him that he can trust. Every person has to have people around him. When a critical moment comes, when critical times come, and let there be no doubt, the nation of Israel is in a critical, critical time. It's survival is dependent on what David does and how he hears from the Lord and then how he has the courage to carry it out. And so, who do you trust in those times? Do you have people around you who have the same value alignment? Do you have people around you that have a respect for authority? I mean, if you're around people at your church and your community and they're hammering the authority, then, then maybe there's a problem. Maybe they should go talk to the authority or maybe they should move on somewhere else. But you, but to be a good follower and to have a great leader, you have to respect that authority. Then finally, do they value the history of the organization? Is there some value of what the history of the organization is, what it's been built upon? And in the kingdom, right, in Israel, it's been built upon kings. You had Saul, you have David, and now you're going to have someone else. So let's finish up right quick and it says this. Now, while she was still speaking with the king, Nathan, here's the plan. The prophet came in and told the king, here is Nathan the prophet. And when he came into the king, he bowed down before the king with his face on the ground. And Nathan said, oh, my Lord, the king, have you said that Adonijah shall reign after you and shall sit on your throne? Uh, for he has gone down this day to sacrifice oxen, fatted cattle, and sheep in abundance, and has invited all the king's sons, the commanders of the army, and Abathar, the priest. And behold, they are eating and drinking before him and saying, long live King Adonijah. This is an insurrection by anyone's estimation or definition. This is an attempted overthrow of God's appointed man, King David, and his will as he wishes to exercise over the kingdom, which God gave him to reign over. 
This is an insurrection by every stretch of the imagination. But me, your servant, but me, your servant, and Zadok, the priest, and Beniah, the son of Jedidiah, uh, and your servant Solomon, he has not invited. So he's basically saying, you have these people over here, king, that are going against you, but we're not included. We're standing with you. He has this thing uh, been brought uh, about uh, by my lord, the king, uh, and you have not told your servants who should sit on your throne of my Lord and be the king after him. So he says, look, David, is this something new? Did you not inform us? Or is this a, a real overthrow? Here's the key. Leaders have a shelf life. And when that shelf life is over, um, they need to graciously have a secession plan. That's the principle here. Then they need to stick to it. They need to be connected enough to do it. And second, every leader, regardless, has to have trusted people around him. David had that. And we're going to see some amazing things next time. Hey, trust the word, live according to the principles, and guess what happens? You'll find grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Now, Lord, be with us as we live for you and pray, Father, that we are able to be people who value your word, your truth. That, Father, that we are good leaders and that we are faithful followers. And that, Father, we honor you in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. And guess what? We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.